Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. It's good to see y'all back, and uh, howdy to you newcomers. Although y'all should be a bit wary, because we're off the beaten path here. This is the part of Chronosphere Fiction known as the Undead Trail. We're going to share some stories with you out here about these parts, of which the first is known as Where Death Comes Uninvited. This here's part three. It's a five-parter, so you best stick with it. And uh, keep your eye on that horizon for our Patreon site, Chronosphere slash Patreon, or you can contribute a can of beans right on our Podbean site. The Undead Trail so far is uh, submitted and written by Mr. Craig Robotham. He'll be dishing up a lot of goodies for you real soon. Well, no sense lollygagging. Best uh, circle the wagons and get ready for this ride. Having exonerated the drifter, Abe Farrow, of the arson murder of a number of children in the town, Jim Wilkes, formerly of the U.S. Marshal's office and now sheriff of Liberty Gulch, has appointed Abe as his new deputy. This is bound to rile up the crooked mayor and his supporters who Jim is determined to face off with down at the saloon. What the hell are you doing here, Sheriff? And what's that child killer doing out of jail? Well, firstly, I need to see our illustrious mayor, and secondly, it turns out your child killer was someone else. Is that right? It don't look like there are many people here who agree with you much. That's as may be. Why'd you cut him loose, Sheriff? Yeah, why? You boys might want to take it easy with them irons. They ain't allowed in city limits. <laughs> Are you going to take them from us, Sheriff? I just might. Or you could settle down, hand them over peaceable-like, and walk out of here without anyone getting hurt. What's it going to be? My shoulder! My gun! He shot the gun right out of my hand! Who's going to pay for them bottles? Sorry, boss. I obviously ain't the crack shot you are. I had to just wound mine. It's all right. You boys are done here. If I see you around this town again, I'll run you in or kill you. 
As for my deputy, he didn't kill them children. There was someone else loitering outside the church on the night of the fire. Now, you you, you can't just come in here accusing me Who of... Who said anything about you, Leech? Is your conscience a little uneasy? I don't have to stay here and... I, I didn't do... Just stay back. You want we should chase him down? No, he ain't going far. And he's just the tool. I want the man who gave him his marching orders. Can we have our guns back, Sheriff? You should consider yourselves lucky you can still walk under your own power. Leave the guns and get. In fact, I suggest everyone go home. This bar is closed. You're going to regret plugging me, deputy. You'll see. We're leaving. We're leaving. What? It's a shame is all. Those were perfectly good bullets you just planted in them floorboards. I figure it was worth it just to shut them up like. Fair enough. Let's head up the stairs and have a talk with Mayor Wilson. I'm surprised the noise hasn't drawn him out. Yeah, I was thinking about that myself. Best you reload your piece. He might could be sitting in a corner waiting for us with a Winchester. Stay on the other side of the door. I'll knock from this side. No problem, boss. This ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> hmm. Could he be out? He didn't strike me as the cowardly type. I guess he could be elsewhere. That being the case... We found the door kicked in, and being good law-upholding peace officers, we had to go in and make sure the mayor's possessions were all safe. Is that something you picked up deputy in for McDaniels? Uh-huh. Well, I guess we can't just walk away now. After you... It definitely looks like he's not here. Uh-huh. Thanks for the update. Would you mind putting them mighty observational powers of yours to use going through them cupboards? <laughs> sure, boss. This is interesting. The mayor's private calendar has the current date marked with the word desert. You thinking he's making one of them trips into engine territory that he's been rumored to take from time to time? Could be. By the look, he's due back tomorrow. Hmm. What's this? Does the mayor have a thing for hair? Not that I know of. Why? Inside this drawer. Locks of hair. Fine. Not coarse. Making himself a wig, maybe? He sure dresses fine. Could be he's afraid of going bald. Nah, I don't think so. There ain't enough of it to make a doll's wig, let alone a man's. And it's all different colors, too. That's given me a nasty thought. Yeah? I wonder if it'd match the hair of any of the dead children. Oh, that is a nasty thought. I'll gather it up so we can check with the parents. Speaking of nasty... Hmm? See this? I think it's the mayor's journal. So? I think it's written in blood. Oh, let me see. Well, I'll be. What are all those weird symbols? Some of it looks like another language, maybe. 
But these stars and circles, they just give me the creeps. And look here on the last page. The master demands a sacrifice of innocence. This may turn out to be an opportunity to be rid of more than one problem. That damned preacher has interfered too often in our affairs. When's it dated? The day of the fire. And his master? What do you think that means? I don't think he's referring to a person. See here, a couple of pages back, he's talking about spirits and demons. You said the mayor came out of the desert in his younger days raving. Do you think he might actually have gone insane? Maybe. It's possible he's been hiding it all these years. Anyway, I think we've got enough here to make an arrest, don't you? Yeah, though I'm not sure it'd hold up well in court. If we work on Leech a little, we might get some more. But before that, we'll need to go find the mayor and bring him back. All right, time's a-wasting. Sheriff! Sheriff, hold up a minute. Must be midday. Hmm? Time for my 12 o'clock scolding. <laughs> Annie, how nice of you to come see us all. That's a little too polite, Sheriff. And you better keep that life of yours behind your teeth, Abe, or you'll end up missing a few of them. Now, is that a nice way to talk? Abe here didn't even say nothing to you. Besides, that Winchester you're toting illegally within the city limits commands a certain politeness of demeanor. <laughs> I do believe you're attempting to poke fun at me. But right now, that ain't what I'm concerned with. From the looks of the two of you, you're fixing to head out into engine country. Uh-huh. And what about Leech? You just gonna let him go? You heard about that, did you? The whole town's up in arms. And we figured we'd leave him to them. And what if he gets away? I can't see how that's gonna happen. Oh? And just why would that be? This town's a hundred miles from anywhere that might help him. His boss is out in the desert, and I'm currently riding his horse. <laughs> you know, most men don't come back from this desert. Or if they do, they don't come back the same. So I've heard. The mayor will be back tomorrow, or the next day at the latest. He's never gone long. You could just wait a day or so for the confrontation. I could. But you ain't gonna, are you? No, ma'am. It's Annie. Just Annie. And have I called you a stubborn jackass yet today? Nope. I do believe you called me a damn fool earlier, though. I do believe you're right. And since it's looking pretty certain I won't be changing your mind over this real soon, I guess I'll get the name calling over and be done with. You're the most stubborn jackass I ever met. Feeling a mite better now, are you? Not especially. But if you want me to get creative, I'll be happy to oblige. Won't be any call for that. There's nothing you could call these hombres that I ain't already thought of. Well, what do you know? Mr. Wallace Leach, as I live and breathe. You won't be living long, deputy. You're drunk, ain't you, Leach? Not so much I can't kill the likes of you. Had you come on us from behind, you might have had a chance of getting one of us before you was gunned down. But like this? No, you ain't going to be killing nobody. You took everything from me. 
I had, I had me respect and fear, a position. Hell, I even had me a horse. And you gone and given it all to this outsider. And you burn children for your boss. I'm afraid I ain't got much feeling to spare for the likes of you. Why, you... Damn, Annie. A bullet at each hand and one for both his kneecaps? <laughs> You're taking it a bit personal, ain't you? Little Sarah Conroy worked in my store after school every day. She had a smile like sunshine and never had a bad word to say, even about some of our most difficult customers. Leach is lucky I've left him his eyes and that he wasn't downed with a gut shot. I'm damn thankful you never really believed I was behind the fire then. You able to look after things here while we're gone? I'd still rather you wasn't going, but yeah, the town will look forward to dealing with this one. All right, he's all yours. I didn't think you were going to allow a hanging, except under law. Is there going to be anything left to hang, Annie? I'll see to it, Sheriff. There might not be much left to hang, but he'll be delivered up to the law. That's settled, Dan. We've got an appointment in the wilds with Dan Wilson, our illustrious mayor. You ain't gonna listen. But just be careful out there. Nothing out there is exactly what it seems. Are you much of a tracker, Sheriff? I've tracked my share of men over rough country. So you can explain this then, can you? I can't say that I can, so I won't. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're taking it so well. It's more or less giving me the screaming fits. Well, I was hoping it was just the sun. I take it you can see how them footprints we've been following have changed. In the mountain lion tracks? Uh-huh. Well, if that's a mountain lion, it's the biggest dang critter I've ever encountered. How do you reckon? At least shoulder high. Possibly as big as my horse. It's a trick. It's gotta be. Maybe. You don't sound convinced. Remember what Annie said as we was leaving? Nothing out here is exactly what it seems. Yeah, but men don't turn into mountain lions. Even evil ones like that mayor. It, it, it just don't happen. You've been drifting long enough to hear the stories. You mean engine magic and the like? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard the stories. They made a great campfire tale. Uh, but I never swallowed them. <sighs> Once I had to hunt down a man in Cherokee territory. An engine tracker I met on the trail offered to help me. The man had been through their village and gone on a killing spree. We followed him for three days. That tracker was amazing. He caught every tiny sign, and despite our quarry doubling back repeatedly and trying to lose us, we eventually cornered him in a box canyon. He didn't come peaceably, though, and when the smoke cleared, the villain was dead, and the engine tracker and I were left standing there alone. I turned to give him my thanks, and I swear, the only thing there was a hawk. One moment, I was looking at an engine brave, and the next, the hawk took flight, and I was on my own. Nice story. I wouldn't believe it either, except I was there. I spent a lot of time thinking about that day, and I reckon there's more in the world than you and I understand. Only a fool would say otherwise. 
tell you what, how long we don't understand this yet. But if we keep on following, I'm betting we get to the bottom of it. Fair enough. Get up. You see that smoke yonder? Uh-huh. That's a white man's fire. How can you tell? Engines don't build fire that smoke like that. It's a beacon to anyone in the vicinity that there's a fool of a white man on the trail. So? We'd better just get him before the engines do. Well, it's just over that rise. Feel like crawling up there on your belly and taking a look? Oh, that's just what I got into deputing for. The glamour. Ah, you gotta love the taste of that red dust in your mouth, Sheriff. Shut up and crawl. Well, I'll be. Damned if they ain't the biggest cat I ever seen. What's it doing? I ain't sure. It seems to be dragging a cartload of ore out of that hole in the cliff wall. You think it's a mine? More than likely. Where's the mayor? I think we're looking at him. What? Where? That huge mountain lion. I think that's our good mayor. You know, I do believe you actually believe this nonsense. Why? Something's happening. Great Scott! The giant cat! It's turned back into a man. He ain't got no clothes. I told you. You two boys had better get up out of the dirt and visit for a spell. He knows we're here? I guess he could have smelled us. All right, Mr. Mayor, you're under arrest. We plan on taking you in to stand trial for the deaths of the preacher and them children in the church. Are you going to come peaceably? <laughs> oh, I don't intend to engage in any violence, if that's what you're asking. But as for who's going to arrest who, well, that remains to be seen. Now, come on down here. I think we're fine where we are, thanks. We got the higher ground and plenty of cover. Why don't you just raise your hands and come on up? You misunderstand, Sheriff. That wasn't a request. Where in tarnation did those things come from? There must be a dozen mountain lions. They've got us surrounded. How'd they sneak up so quiet? I don't know, but they'll be honest before we get off a single shot. All right, we're coming down. That's enough, fellas. I had such high hopes for you, Sheriff. It's a shame it has to end like this. Oh, it ain't gonna end here, Dan. I'm gonna hunt you down, if only for the sake of them children you killed. A sacrifice was demanded, and they was handy. You can't really blame a man for that. And besides, you ain't gonna be able to come looking for me once you're dead. Are you gonna kill us now, Mayor? Nah, I don't need to kill you. What? Are you a yeller? Don't bother trying to provoke me, son. It won't work. I'm not even properly human anymore. Not really. If you ain't going to kill us, then what are you going to do? I don't need to kill you myself because the engines will do that for me. That campfire of mine should have them riding in here in short order. Do you happen to know what they do to someone they find trespassing on their land? No? 
Well, I do. I have first-hand experience with it. And you boys won't like it very much, I'm afraid. And while this is happening to us, how do you propose to get away? Oh, don't you worry about me. Now, give me those guns of yours and I'll toss them down the mine. Much obliged. Ah, the engines are coming. Well, boys, you might be mighty brave, but I've got my pride. <laughs> He's gone. Slunk off among the rocks in mountain lion form. How in tarnation does he do that? Right now, I don't know and I don't care. Let's just see if we can't get our guns back before... Too late. Undead Trail is written by Mr. Craig Robotham. Your narrator at the beginning of this episode was Mr. Jason D. Johnson. Sheriff Jim Wilkes is played by Mr. Pete Lutz. Annie Deems is voice acted by Ilana Labarine. Abe Barrow was played by Paul Arbisi. Dan Wilson was played by Rich Green. Deputy Wallace Leach, as well as other mobsters and townsfolk and various voices, is Mr. Jeff Moon. And added into them townsfolk and mobsters is none other than Caitlin Curtis. Original music is written, performed, recorded, edited, mastered, all that stuff by Mr. Daniel French at Fishbonius Sound Design. Production, editing, sound effects, foley, Sound design of whatnot is also Mr. Daniel French of Fishbonia Sound Design. Stay tuned to Chronosphere Fiction and look for more episodes of the Undead Trail because there's a lot of hairiness to come. Until then, may all your prairie nights be comfy. And as usual, keep your cosmos clean. thrillers, action, adventure, mystery, crime drama, well, you're in luck, because here on the Mutual Audio Network, we have Thursday Thrillers. You can subscribe and have a dose of adrenaline-pumping audio every Thursday from your favorite podcast player. Get it here now. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening 
and imagining together.